0: This is Dennis Reakin, and welcome to the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential. Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is proud to support the outstanding high school basketball played throughout central Illinois. Buckle up for a fast 60 minutes with News Gazette Media's Colin Likas and Jim Rosso.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. To the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential, on Jim Colin Lyka, Seven Con, Tamara McDaniel. We got big news tonight. Yeah, we, we got a new number one in our boys basketball. Oh, that's true. Top ten.
0: Actually, I got a new number one in both. Is that girls right? Girls and boys. yeah. Well,
1: there's much celebrating in Douglas County. That's all I know. <laughs> oh, because that's, that's let's a hint. break. I'm gonna uh, spoil it. All right. <laughs> it's <laughs> go ahead. Finally, the Tuscola Warriors, the unbeaten, Division One recruit on the start on the roster. Warriors. <laughs> yep. Got, Finally. we
0: got two undefeated teams left. It's hard to pick a number one, but at this point we kind of have to make an undefeated team number one, don't we?
1: Well, it's about time
0: Colin Likas came to his senses. That uh, I'm pretty time. sure some folks uh, uh, over in uh, Vermillion County will disagree with me for multiple reasons today. Okay,
1: we'll get into that. He'll yeah. uh, unveil his top ten. You'll find that list in tomorrow's print edition of the News Gazette. We'll also get into the girls' top ten, which will yep. appear later this week. Yep. We'll, all sorts of guests coming in uh, tonight. Uh, Starting
0: off hot, we're going to have uh, Fisher Girls coach Ken Ingold on the show here shortly because uh, Fisher Girls started the season off pretty rough, and all of a sudden they they just went on a tear. They won seven games in a row. Uh, that that win streak's over now, but Fisher seems to be pretty pretty good. They they have definitely played a lot better over the last three weeks or so.
1: All right, before we get Ken on the air, should we? I guess should we tell him that they're still not in the top ten.
0: I, I mean, you can you can tell him that if you want. I might Maybe break he'll just that yell at you. See if he still joins us. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Ken's, Ken's one of the nicer coaches that I've ever had the pleasure of talking <laughs> to. So I don't think there's gonna be too much right, that we well, can do to make him mad. Let me see if I can egg him
1: on just Go a little, for it. little bit. Hey, we're finally getting into a routine here, a rhythm, right? There's yeah. no basketball games uh, interrupting us. We're That's on right. both uh, both channels. We're on uh, Facebook Live. We'll be on Snapchat later yep. when the Centennial kids roll into the studios and. Yep. uh Join Colin Likas on Twitter as well, where he is a beast. Uh, Colin, I love what you've done with the high school kids and their gifts. Thank you. Uh, debuting them recently.
0: Yep, 106 gifts. Got them done on the 30th of December, so just before 2020 Boom. started.
1: Perfect. Hope you've heard some of these uh, kids on the radio as well. Their uh, yeah. spots uh, promoting some of the content on DWS and HMS. Mm-hmm. Outstanding work.
0: Yep, I was on Sports Talk on last Thursday, and Axel Levy, who's one of those centennial kids who's coming in here in a little bit, I, he, I heard his promo. He did a great job.
1: Okay well that's good. we got plenty to pack in yep. this hour.
0: Let's roll let's roll. let's Go. get rolling into uh, into our first interview of the night with Fisher girls basketball coach Ken Ingold. Ken, thank you so much for being part of our show this week.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Good oh. to hear from you. Oh, of
0: course, I mean, you uh, your girls got off to like I just got done saying, your girls got off to a tough start this season, and then all of a sudden, it seemed like you just kind of flipped a switch. I mean, one seven in a row. You guys are just a game below five hundred right now. You got the the number six seed in the upcoming Heart of Illinois County Tournament. What what happened to to suddenly bring uh, bring out the the fire in this team? I guess.
2: Well, I thought I thought uh, after our. Uh, Season opening tournament, the the Falcon Bunny uh, Classic. I I mean, we played tough teams. We played Mm -hmm. St. Joe, we played Villa Grove, we played Unity Mm -hmm. in that tournament, ended up going one and three. And after that, I thought we were practicing a lot better, but it wasn't really coming out in the games yet. And then, you know, I I mean, we were definitely getting better day in and day out in practice. And then we were able to win some close games uh, in our conference. And that kind of gave us some confidence. And and propelled us, and, you know, I mean, I, I think we can make a, a, a pretty strong run here, both in our conference tournament and in a, a re, 1A regional situation. We play a lot of 2A teams, of course, in our conference and even our non-conference schedule, so uh, we, did, we did lose a couple games recently. We close games to Tuscola and Watsika, but, boy, both of those programs are outstanding and well-coached, and I, I thought we played well in both of those games, uh, even in defeat.
0: Yeah, Tuscola and Watseeka both double digit win teams. Tuscola actually beat uh, Unity uh on Saturday as well. So uh yeah, you, you would say it, yeah. you you would say you were expecting this from, from the girls then. This is uh this is about the potential you saw from this team earlier in the season.
2: Well, I mean we have five seniors. We mm-hmm. didn't have any seniors last year. We kinda took our lumps, but I, I thought even through last year we we were making steady improvement. And uh I I mean it just takes you gotta you gotta pull out a couple games. Sidney mm-hmm. Hood, uh uh, made a big three for us over tri-valley at late and helped us win that game and then against tremont a couple nights later she uh, made two free throws uh, with one second left on the clock to give us a one-point win and those two programs aren't bad and you know we i, I mean then it just felt like we were kind of had a little more you know gumption to to go to work and and win some close games
0: yeah, let's talk about some of these individual girls. Talking with uh, Fisher girls basketball coach Ken Ingold. You mentioned Sydney Hood, a very talented softball player as well. But uh, yeah, she's been your leading scorer most every game so far this season. Uh, what makes her so special on the hardwood?
2: Well, I mean, she can she can go get to the basket. She she set the uh, school record in three point shots. Uh, uh, broke that uh, career record. She went over a thousand points right before Christmas time uh in her career and you know it's, it's a good combination of inside outside. Uh you know, her she can penetrate some. She also uh can assist the ball. But we we've been had a lot of help. Uh Kylie Bishop has played well at guard for us. I've I've got a freshman, uh Callie Evans, that is really starting to grow up now and play a lot better. And I've been she's getting a whole bunch of varsity time now. So uh, you know and our post players i have four post players that i kind of rotate in and we're starting to get more production out of them too and and so uh it's it's working out a little bit
0: yeah you uh you mentioned the post and one of the players i wanted to talk about in the post uh Brianna Keaton who i did a, a who i profiled during football season she's a senior over there and uh, yeah she talked to me about how football made her uh tougher and it's it shows when she's on the basketball court scrapping for rebounds oh. things like that i mean she's just what yeah go ahead yeah she's sorry she's a beast of a rebounder. Yeah. I mean
2: averaging about 10, 10 and a half rebounds a game uh for us uh not a huge score but she does uh gets after it gets a lot of loose balls as you might imagine and I there's no question that that football helped her core strength and helped her footwork and uh I mean you're nobody's going to outwork Bree and and uh, actually, all our posts: uh, Ashley Smith, Ashlyn Carpenter, two other seniors in the post, and then junior Leah McCoy has had a couple really nice games lately.
0: Well, uh, looking at looking ahead to that Heart of Illinois County tournament, I know it's a it's a grinder. There's some very good teams over there, uh, but you, you your your girls have positioned themselves well with that uh, six seed. So, how do you like the draw and the potential matchups? I would.
2: I was. I. I was surprised, to be honest with you, that we were six. Uh, I mean, I thought maybe we'd be eight or nine. Uh, I don't know whether the other coaches like me or what the deal is, but they, uh, yeah, you know, but uh, um, they, uh, I mean, we got to play Tri-Valley again. We mm-hmm. won a really close game against them over at Tri-Valley uh, back in December, won by four points. Uh, if we if we win, we then we get to play uh, Deer Creek Mackinac, who's an outstanding team. We play them tonight, actually, here in about uh, 30 minutes or mm-hmm. so. So uh, the JV game's going on right now. So we we'll, they have some outstanding speed and guards. And then, of course, um, I know you probably know about Ridgeview. Yep. Uh, not all the teams in our conference are in the News Gazette area, but Ridgeview is just playing fantastic right now. They got the number one seed. They are very well coached. Uh, uh, Kelly Jones is an outstanding player, and uh, they they got a lot to go with her. And so yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a fight. Eureka's tough, Fieldcrest is tough, Lexington is healthy now again, so they're tough. So uh, it should be a lot of fun.
0: Well, uh, one thing I wanted to, to bring up as well, I know over the, over the summer, uh, I was over there at Fisher one, one summer day and uh, I saw the, uh, the, the hardwood was getting redone over there at the gym. Uh, how's, uh, how's the gym? I haven't been to the gym since then. How's it looking over there right now?
2: Oh, you got to come see it. Got the big old, <laughs> you know, our, our bunny logo, oh, yeah. the ferocious bunny, we call him. Yeah. We've got him right out in the middle and then, uh, yeah, it's really nice. It's, uh, it was uh much needed to be honest with you and so uh, uh very proud we've had a lot of a lot of our opponents that come in and say man it this, this just looks great <laughs> I don't know whether they mean it was just horrible earlier but <laughs> at least we've made we've made an improvement on it so. nice
0: nice well you uh, you mentioned uh, you feel like this team could could make some noise in a class 1a regional but uh, still got a few weeks of regular season play here so what are your uh, what are your hopes and expectations for the rest of the way here as you gear up for the postseason?
2: Well, I just think we've got to keep getting better. Like I said, uh, our practices have, have really went well uh, since uh, since around the first part of December. Uh, we, we you know, survived the holidays, and I didn't think we, we missed a beat. And so uh, it's just a matter now of, of staying fresh, but yet uh, going to work. And, uh, it, you know, it's not like we're not going to know – about these opponents in our conference and the uh, opponents in the regional we're going to know everybody really well so i think that the biggest key for us is we got to put the ball in the basket when we can score uh you know 40 or so points we're pretty good defensively and we rebound the ball well so we just got we just got to score enough i think to uh to win some games but there's going to be a lot of close games for us down the stretch i believe
0: Fisher Girls basketball coach Ken Ingold. Ken, always a pleasure to talk. Thanks again for making some time for us tonight.
2: Really, really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you very much.
0: Of course. Yeah, and uh, Ken, like I said, one of the one of the nicer coaches I've been around, so always glad to, to get him on, get the bunnies on as well. He's just the first of a few guests we're going to have tonight on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Show. Uh, next up, uh, when they arrive, is going to be three of our Centennial Boys basketball players. Going to hear from them. Also, later on in the show, we're going to talk with Salt Fork Boys basketball coach Andrew Johnson on his team, which uh, may be kind of going under the radar right now, only lost three games. Game so far. They have double-digit wins as well. And then we're going to round out our interview section with uh, Muhammad Seymour girls coach Nathan Seal, whose girls are playing quite well of late, currently on a four-game win streak. But before all that, let's take our first break. It's about 6-11. We'll be back in just a bit. Now back to High School Prep Basketball Confidential, brought to you by Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, where when you buy from us, you get the whole store. 614 on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I'm Colin Lykus, Jim Ross. So just popped back into the room with our three Centennial Boys basketball players who just got done with practice over there at the high school. So we will jump into our interview with them right now. Joined by Axel Laby. You know, this I was hoping you guys would get here a little early, just so I could be reminded how to pronounce. Kavion's le- yeah, name? Right. There you are, Kavion. I got it right. Okay, thank goodness. And Marion Howard. Tomorrow. I got your name wrong. See, I was so worried about Kavion's name that I got your name wrong. Well, thank you all for for joining us uh, on this show tonight, guys, and thanks to Tim Lavin for having his uh, his boys come down here. Uh, Axel will lead off with you here. I, I've been I've been intrigued by your guys' uh, style of play this year. I thought it might just be a, a one-off thing against Peoria Manual where that was a low-scoring game, but that's how you guys have, have won a lot of your games this year. You've kept the, the scoring low. You've prided yourselves on defense. Did you know coming into the year that's how it was going to be? You guys are going to be strong defensively like this.
3: Uh, yeah, we we knew coming into this year we we're going to be strong defensively. It was just you know offense figuring out um, who was going to do what and just. Um, Learning our roles, that's, that's all we're worried about right now.
0: Okay, gotcha. Termarion, I'm saying termarian. that right. Termarion, Termarion. I'm going to get it right before we're done with this segment. Termarion, uh, yeah, Talking about the let's talk about the offensive side of the ball as well because the defense has been impressive, but uh, you and uh, you've been leading the scoring some nights, and Axel has as well. It seems like you guys have a lot of different scoring options you've found. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the offense at this point?
4: Uh, it's, it's good, but I feel like we could do better offense. Yeah, we we trouble. We we having trouble right now, but we can okay. fix it soon.
0: Okay. What, uh, what when you guys are clicking? When the offense is going right, what what is what are you what are we gonna see from you guys on the court?
4: Ah, uh, we own. It, it ain't no missing. ain't it?
0: Nice. KVN, you guys also a pretty good rebounding team as well, at least from what I've seen so far, and I'm sure you guys will need that against Champaign Central on Friday night because they tend to rebound pretty well as well. Uh, Is that something you guys uh, work on pretty hard in practice, and how have you been able to, I guess, uh, out-rebound other teams so well so far this season?
5: Yeah, totally. We work on rebounding. We break Mm -hmm. up in practice. We really focus on offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds too. And, yeah, we just really make sure we sit down on box outs and box the bigger guys out because we're usually smaller than most players on the uh, other court. Okay,
0: okay. Well, uh, Axel, uh, you guys got some quality wins during your holiday tournament, uh, the Effingham to Topless event. I thought one of them that was really stuck out to me was against Central a and M, a a team that made it to state in class 1A last year. They, they haven't lost very much this year at all. Uh, is that a win that you guys feel like really has helped you so far? Or is there another one that was even more impressive to you guys?
3: Oh yeah, that was a really good team. You know, they came back from, you know, winning winning state last year and had like their uh, core guys back so it was it was a good win and we feel like we can beat other good teams and you know that was just a preview of what we can do later on this season.
0: Okay okay. Tamari on uh, any other games so far this season that have really whether they were wins or losses that really stood out to you as games that were important for you guys maybe you learned something about yourselves or just really happy with the result?
4: Uh, No not really like you said they came back I mean, they just came back from winning the state, mm-hmm. you know, state, and I feel like we just, we just came back and won. Okay. We just beat that team that won state, so sure. I feel like that's a big win for us okay. and okay. my team, yeah.
0: Okay, gotcha. on uh, uh, you guys, uh, under Tim Lavin, I know he's been there a long time. He led Centennial to state about 10, 11 years ago. What's it like <laughs> playing for Coach Lavin and, uh, uh, and,
5: and the expectations he has for you guys as well? Yeah, he's a really great coach. He doesn't really have much. He just wants us to come in every practice, bust our butts, give it all 100%. And then game time when we are out there go 100% give it our all not too much he's a good coach though
0: Okay, okay.
5: Talking with Centennial Boys
0: basketball players Axel Laby, KVN Lott and Termarion Howard. Uh, Axel uh, you guys are in a rugged Big 12 conference this year. I mean it's usually a good conference for basketball but it seems like this year most every team has got some, some talent on it uh, How do you guys feel like you stack up in that conference? I know you've played some games already but how do you guys feel like you stack up?
3: Uh, we feel like we can beat almost any team in our conference mm-hmm. um, if we get all of our pieces you know together and all buy into what uh coaches you know uh, feeding feeding us you know we can be a really good team probably one of the top teams in our conference
4: okay
0: toari uh, I know the central game coming up on Friday is a big one for you guys but are there any other games that you guys are especially looking forward to the rest of the way
4: uh uh-huh. Not really. We just want to take uh, one game at a time. Sure. Just, just going from there.
0: Okay. Fair enough. And Kvin, let's talk a little bit about that Champagne Central game coming up. Obviously, it's a big rivalry game. I'm sure you know some of those guys. Have known some of those guys. How are you guys approaching uh, that that matchup on Friday?
5: Oh, yeah. We're just taking it because we have a game tomorrow, Tuesday, another conference game. So we're taking it game by game, focusing on tomorrow. Then once we get our dub tomorrow, we'll focus on Central. But yeah, we're it should be a fun game. Hope everyone in the community comes out and watch. Mm-hmm. Should be a fun, good game both ways.
0: Okay, now uh, each one of you guys, before I let you go, uh, just uh, think about your time through uh, Centennial Basketball, just all all the years you've been there so far. Give me one favorite moment for for each of you guys uh, in your your career with Centennial Basketball. Axel, we'll start with you.
3: Uh, Mine was my freshman year, Mm -hmm. watching our varsity team beat Central uh and uh Cam Cam Reeves had a really good game and it it was very entertaining.
0: Okay, okay. Jamarion, how about you? Uh, <clears throat> uh
4: I don't even know. Uh,
0: <laughs> Too many to count, huh? Yeah. <laughs> how about just from this season, favorite moment from this season? Uh I put you on the spot. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even
4: know. Okay, uh, I feel like uh, the. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't okay.
0: Even know. Fair enough. All right. I'll let I'll let you I'll let you think of one next time we have you on the radio. Okay, How about you? You got one that comes to mind?
5: Uh, I say last year, both central games. Yeah. Uh, first game, first varsity game, we lost. But then second game, we came back on our home court. Beat them! Everyone rushed the floor. It was super fun.
0: Nice. All right, guys. Well, Centennial basketball players Axel Laby, KV on Lot, and on Howard. Thank you guys so much for joining me on the show. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys on Friday as well against Central. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let these guys go, and we're gonna jump into uh, we're gonna jump into a, a radio clip we were about to play before these guys walked in uh, from Muhammad Seymour Girls Basketball Coach Nathan Seal talked with him about uh, how their season's going so far. Currently on a four game win streak.
6: First thing that comes to mind, for me at least, when uh, talking about this team right now, uh, three games in three days, winning all three of them against quality opponents. First of all, why did the schedule work out the way it did, and uh, how were your girls able to respond so well to it? Well, the
7: reason it is the schedule was the way that it was. Effingham, um, when we originally were supposed to play them, uh, it got snowed out. Uh, so, you know, trying to find places to to fit them in the schedule are kind of limited. Uh, so that's why we played them on Tuesday. and then. The Wednesday game was originally a Thursday game, but with a scheduling conflict um, with something at Taylorville, uh, that ended up getting moved to Wednesday. So the combination was uh, we had to play three nights in a row. And, you know, it was a challenge for our girls. We knew going into that week, it was, it was going to be a tough week against three quality opponents and one being on, on a long road trip. But I think it speaks a, a lot to how we're growing as, as a team uh, to be able to just, just find ways to, to compete and uh, find ways to win in each one of those games. So I was, I was really proud of effort last week.
6: This season has been a, uh, just a story of uh, runs for you guys. I mean, five-game winning streak early, then a four-game losing streak, then a four-game win streak. Now you're on another four-game win streak. I mean, how has it worked out that the, the, the girls are able to go on these runs like this? Is it just a matter of the schedule, or what, what are you seeing?
7: no i think it has a lot to do with the use on the team you know kind of going into this season we knew with with such young players getting um you know a lot of minutes and playing key roles on the team that, that we're going to have highs and we're going to have some lows and and that that inconsistency is is not really that unexpected hopefully we can continue to grow where we you know had a good week and coming out of out of the tournament uh playing well but but we're just trying to take one game at a time. We don't look too much at the streak. You know, one game at a time, one quarter at a time, trying to improve. And and lately, we've we've been playing well.
6: Well, let's talk about some of the uh, the individual girls. I mean, uh, there's been a lot of contributors for this group, and uh, you got some uh, you got some freshmen who are doing big things. I guess first of all, were you expecting the uh, the the underclassmen to contribute so heavily this season?
7: Yeah, we knew going into the summer, uh, we got them some, some minutes playing with varsity summer and and they proved that, you know, they have the skill and, and the toughness to play at the varsity level. Uh, it, it was expected that we would see minutes from, some, you know, a lot of minutes from our younger players and, you know, I've seen a lot of growth from them. You know, we, of course, you know, knew, knew that uh, we had some talented players coming up from the junior high from their previous years and they've continued to develop their game, work hard on their own to get better and, and they're seeing some of the fruits of their labor now. But really with our team, as you mentioned, it, it, it's not just one player. What Our key to us, our success has been, you know, any given night, I don't know who the league scorer is going to be. We really don't know who the league rebounder is going to be um, on, on a, any given night. It's just it's been a combination of different kids stepping up at different times, and, and you know, hopefully that can continue.
6: And I know uh, Kayla is somebody who does pretty well uh, on the soccer field, but uh, how has she grown on the basketball court, especially lately? It seems like she's uh, finding her shooting growth.
7: Yeah, Kayla is a a great competitor. Um, obviously, a, a great soccer player. Um, does so many important things for us on the on the basketball court. Her speed and athleticism of being able to get to the rim, um, and and get high percentage shots around the rim, but. But she's, she's worked really, really hard uh, this season. She comes in pretty much every morning consistently uh, on her own and shoots in the gym. And, you know, you, you're starting to see her be able to hit those those shots. But it's not just by accident. It's through a lot of hard work and dedication on her part that she's been able to start, um, you know, being consistent with her jump shot.
6: And you mentioned you're not sure on a given night who your leading scorer and rebounder is going to be. On the, on the, the back end of that, it seems like Nicole Taylor's really been uh, – pretty adept at pulling down the rebounds. How has she been able to to do so well in that department? Because I've seen her in double digits a few times this season.
7: Yeah, she has had a really good year on the board. She's made it um, something that, you know, she really concentrates on, wants to get to the board. She has a knack of, of knowing where the, the ball is, is going to be. But a lot of that's hustle, you know, with, with rebounding technique and hustle. And she's so strong, um, just just naturally strong, that she can go up, uh, jumps well, and w- when she gets her hands on the ball, uh, she's usually going to end up with it. So, uh, she, you know, it, it's a combination of athleticism and just a, a knack for the ball, but also a lot of hard work on her part of, of going up and getting the boards, and she, she's done a good job um, getting the boards. You know, on our team, we, we have, you know, a little competition, you know, every night of who's going to get the most uh, rebounds, and it's it's important to the kids. Uh, going out there and and trying to get the boards because we are undersized so we know that we have to, to do a good job boxing out and then hustling after the boards and and we focus on it in practice and I think you know she's she's done a great job of, of taking what we do in practice and and you know making it a habit and and we see the results of it this year.
6: Is there a certain game this year, whether it was a win or a loss, that uh, you feel like you learn the most about the girls from?
7: You know, I, I don't know if there's any single one game. Um, I think there's there's been a lot of little things in a lot of games. You know, both from close losses or or you know when we play well and, and get a victory. It, it there isn't there isn't one thing that I would point to. I, I was actually talking to the girls about this. It's, it's little moments uh, throughout the season, both on and off the course, that have, that have turned into uh, bigger moments. You know, at, at the end of games where we can get the win. I think it's the the developing the culture of trust with each other, getting used to playing together, uh knowing what each other's strengths are. I think all those little things throughout the season have, have you know, paid dividend now that, that we've we went on a little bit of a win streak here.
6: Looking forward. Uh think things have really evened out for you guys in Apollo play after a, a tough start. I know Mount Zion will offer a good test uh, tonight. You guys only lost to them by a point earlier this season. But uh how are you guys approaching the rest of this regular season and what do you feel like the potential of the trip is right now?
7: You know, like I said earlier, it's 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 really one game at a time. We're not looking too for too far forward uh at at you know the next opponent or the postseason. Uh it's just really our focus tonight and right now is on Mount Zion. They're a very good basketball team and we played well down there uh and they and they still were able to beat us. So we're gonna have to play exceptionally well tonight, uh, to, to stay with them, hopefully we can and execute our game plan and see what happens. But, you know, the, the key for us, I think, has is, is been don't get too high or too low and, and keep uh, working on improvement, and, and the results will hopefully take care of themselves.
6: Looking at your schedule, I mean, after the Mount Zion game, you guys got a bit of a road trip with Eppingham Centennial and uh, St. Thomas More, but then, uh, not, not to say the schedule's favorable with the opponents, but, I mean, you're going to be at home for a good stretch of time after that St. Thomas More game. I mean, uh, do you feel like that could really help the girls to uh, close out the regular season on a high note? <laughs>
7: Well, I know we're looking forward to it. You know, we we're talking uh, at the end of last week where we only have one long road trip left, which is is to Effingham this week, and then you know we have a couple of trips to Champaign. But we're looking forward to, you know, most of the travel is behind us now, so we can we can stay at home and and hopefully that means you know um, we play well here. Uh, hopefully we can get you know some of our students and and community members out to watch us play, and and hopefully that will help us in each of those games. We've got some really good teams coming in that we're gonna to have to play at home. So we know we have to keep getting better and, and uh, you know learn from both our wins and our losses and hopefully we'll have more of the wins down the stretch.
0: That was Mohammed Seymour girls basketball coach Nathan Seal. Thanks to Nathan for taking some time out of his morning today. Uh, His girls have a game tonight against Mount Zion, so that should be a good matchup there. We're going to take our next break. It's about 6.30 on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. When we come back, we'll be joined by Salt Fork Boys basketball coach Andrew Johnson. Stay tuned for that. The Dick Van Dyke Appliance World High School Prep Basketball Confidential continues with Colin and Jim on News Talk 1400 WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS. 6.34. We are back at the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential Radio Show. I'm Colin Lykus and let's jump into our last interview segment of the show before we go on and break down our two top tens, talk a little more about the areas seen going into this week. Glad to be joined now by Salt Fork Boys basketball coach Andrew Johnson. Andrew, thank you so much for being part of our show this evening. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, your guys uh, have had a pretty good season uh, so far. Two of your three losses are to a good Judah-Christian team. You got a quality buzzer-beating win over Monticello. You're doing very well in the uh, Vermillion Valley Conference so far. Uh, is this about where you expected the guys to be right now?
8: Well, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that we'd be 11 and three, I sure would have uh, taken it. I wouldn't have uh, shied away from from that kind of start to the year. And to be honest, we've won a lot of close ball games. I, you know, there's a lot of games that could have gone either way that we found ways to win, and uh, you know, testament to our kids and 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 coming through with those things. But I'm not uh, oblivious to the fact that those could have easily gone the other way.
0: Well, uh, you guys uh, really got the momentum going on the on the right foot with uh, what I just mentioned—that uh, buzzer-beating win against Monticello. Salt, uh, I'm, excuse me. Uh, Peyton Taylor hitting the uh, game-winning shot there. Uh, what did that game do for your guys' confidence?
8: I think it was huge from the standpoint of you know Monticello's program is is very respectable. They, they they do a tremendous job over there, and so for us to go over there and not just compete, but ultimately find a way to win the game, uh, you know. It being on a buzzer beater kind of adds to the the, the uh, um, momentum of things, but ultimately, like we played well enough all game to, to win that basketball game, and so um, it's just happy to see us play to a, a high level of consistency and, and be extremely competitive with a a very strong two a program.
0: Yeah, and the uh, the BSN Classic also went went fairly well for you guys, and that's a pretty pretty tough tournament. Uh, how did you feel uh, coming out of that tournament back in uh, late December?
8: Well, anytime you can uh, you can go four and one in a tournament like that, uh, you feel good about it at the same time too. Uh, you know, you play five games in three days, it's a lot to throw at the kids, and uh, it helps to have depth. and I think it speaks to you know the fact that we do have eight seniors on our team, and it allows us to put a lot of experience out there, and ultimately, uh, that experience uh, doesn't tend to drop off as far as. Having a high maturity level, understanding the game, been in the program for uh, three to four years, and ultimately, you know, feel comfortable out there. So, uh, I think that helped us a lot and, and allowed us to again, you know, win some tight ball games because we were able to really, you know, hunker down and, and, and get the stops we needed or or get the buckets that we needed in order to uh, uh, pull out some wins.
0: Talking with Salt Fork Boys basketball coach Andrew Johnson. Uh, let's talk about some individual players. Uh, so far, scoring-wise, uh, it seems like Peyton Taylor and Clayton Jarling have kind of led the way. Uh, what have you seen from those two guys that's allowed them to be so successful this season?
8: You know, they're easily the the one-two punch that we have going so far. Uh, you know, Peyton's been productive inside since he's been a sophomore for us and really uh, does a great job. Uh, on the offensive glass. I mean, sometimes for us, the the, the best shot uh, for us offensively is a missed shot because he can find a way to to get those offensive rebounds, get those putbacks and easy buckets. He don't necessarily have to run a ton of offense uh, for Peyton. When it comes to Clayton, he's really stepped up uh, as both an inside and outside threat. You know, on the inside, he's really doing a good job of uh, getting to the rim and, and his driving and attacking ability and then finishing around around the basket and then his outside shooting has really come along this year. It's really been a step up from last season and it's a testament to the work he put into the off season, uh, to be able to have that type of consistency from the outside. But those two, uh, they've done a nice job of giving us a lot of offensive balance and and giving us options. If one guy has a cold night, the other guy seems to step up. And so, you know, when we look at some of our losses that we've had this year, both of those guys kind of had some cold nights. And so, uh, a third guy needs to kind of emerge that really gives us a, a triple threat out there but ultimately you know it's been kind of kind of by the committee uh, for for that third spot there
0: sure yeah and uh, on that on that same line who are some other guys that we could be talking about or should be talking about from this roster?
8: Well, uh, the, the the Christmas tournament, leading up into it, uh, Kyler Bennett really was starting to emerge as that third guy. You know, he had a real nice game against uh, Blue Ridge in the uh, Christmas tournament, had about 20 points. And we really thought he was going to take that next step and kind of become that third scorer, but uh, he he's been hampered with an injury and he's been out and looks to be out for uh, quite a while here. And so we're hoping to be able to get him back uh, mid February. But for right now, it's it's uh, it was looking to be him, but. Uh, he's he's dealing with a, a, a difficult leg injury so uh, you know there's been other guys that like I said it's been by committee and, and, and here and there guys instead of uh, having someone score maybe 10-12 points we're having guys chip in 5-6 to six, and it's really kind of building up to having that uh, that third scoring threat so you know Dawson Dodd uh, Jacob McGee uh, Caleb Hurt, Josh Weller even Brady TV Ball and Cold Neurals off the bench here and there they They've given us enough minutes to where you could piece together what you would consider to be a third score, but it hasn't been one specific individual night in, night out for sure.
0: Well, uh, the Verm-, Verm County tournament's coming up here very soon. Uh, the girls' side, you know, over the last few years, it's kind of been the Bismarck-Oakwood battle for who wins that tournament. But on the boys' side, it's uh, at least since I've been uh, preps coordinator, it's always seemed a little more wide open. You guys and Bismarck and Oakwood and Hoopston have all kind of been there in contention. Uh, I-, I know Bismarck's undefeated right now, and on paper they're probably going to be listed as the favorites, but, I mean, how do you guys feel about your chances in that event?
8: Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things that uh, it's, re- it's always really difficult to seed up. So I know, like, you know, going into the tournament, you look at the seeds and you're not really, you know, certain about where people are at, just from the simple fact that we all haven't really played each other as consistently. And so uh, there's going to be surprises. There's going to be things that, that take place and happen. And so for our place for it, you know, whoever we play in, I, we know that night in, night out, if we don't play well, that we're probably going to be on the wrong side. Uh, of who wins the game. So uh, the one thing I'll say is this tournament can be unpredictable because of the setting as well. You know, that shooting background is very, very different than Mm -hmm. any other gymnasium you're in because you're really in a hockey arena. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of excitement and build up to it because it is a – it's a county event that's been around for 100-plus years. So uh, I think for us, you know, we're just going to have to continue to do what we've been doing but do it better – and be more consistent in the long term for us to be able to have success in that tournament. Uh, You know, obviously, Bismarck's undefeated. Uh, They're going to be the favorites coming in, but I think there's a lot of competitive depth, you know, top to bottom in the county that that, that could – have some surprises in that
0: thing, and you kind of led into my uh, my last question, just about uh, the the gravitas, the the aura surrounding the Vermillion County tournament. I mean, it's a David S. Palmer Arena, which the the, the hockey boards are still up around the basketball <laughs> court. Uh, there's a cheerleading competition that takes place over the course of the week. Uh, it's it's strung out over the the tournaments are strung out over multiple days, essentially a week long. I mean, can you just explain for the folks who maybe are new to the tournament or not from Vermillion County, just what this tournament means to the folks over there?
8: Well, I'll tell you one thing: is that the history behind it. You know, when you get to look at that program and you get to see all the past teams and all the towns that's been involved uh, in this and who won it back in 1945, and you know all these different things. Like, there's a ton of history behind it. And so, uh, as a former player and as a guy who grew up in Vermillion County, it was something that you always wanted to go to that championship game on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And so, when you look at it as a, as a player and a coach. Like you want to be in that game. You want to play in that game. You want to edge your you know, your legacy for your team that you uh, won that tournament. And so uh, from a, for the week-long event that it is, uh, the one thing I'll say about it is uh, it's something that is quite exhausting for the people that work it, the people that are always there, and for the players, for the coaches, because it's basically – one day off and you're playing again and one day off and you're playing again. And, uh, it can be quite a, a, lengthy affair that almost seems like a season within a season, but, uh, it's, it's important. And it's really important to each one of the schools, uh, to win that thing. And, you know, you know, one of the kind of neat things to look at is when was the last time this team won it? When was the last time this team won it? And it, it becomes kind of a motivation, uh, for the kids to bring that back and, and to know that, uh, you won that tournament. So, uh, I know a lot of outsiders probably don't have the, the you know, type of feeling that the people in Vermain County do for it here, but it, it, it's a big deal here.
0: Andrew Johnson, Salt Fork, boys basketball coach. Andrew, thanks for offering some insight on your program and on the Verme County Tournament, and good luck to your boys moving forward.
8: All right, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
0: That'll do it for our interview segments tonight on the Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential, but we still have to unveil both of our top tens, girls and boys, and we will do that over the last segment of our show after we take this final break. Uh, so Unity is down two spots, but they're 13-6, and six, lost to Bloomington Central Catholic as well. That's a good program, so not a bad loss there. Tuscola, also a good program. Uh, Unity is going to try and get back on track tonight, but it's not going to be easy. They're facing St. Joseph Ogden, which we'll talk about more here shortly. Our number nine team this week is new to the top 10. It's the Paxton Buckley Lota Panthers. Wow. <laughs> That's going to take some getting used to. Uh, the Panthers are also 13 and six. They beat Urbana last week, but also lost to Eureka. Pretty good program there. Uh, pride of Scott Ritchie uh, at Eureka. Side Go. note.
1: All right. Side note. Sidebar. Go ahead. I met some Paxton parents at a volleyball tournament last week.
0: Okay. They're the nicest people I've ever met. Nice. That's all I got to say. There you go. Go go Paxton. Well, the uh, Panthers, like I said, at number nine, they host Centennial tonight, and then they host Iroquois West later in the week. Our number eight team up two spots this week. You heard from their head coach earlier, the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs.
4: Wow.
0: The Bulldogs are 12-7. and seven. They defeated Champaign Central, Effingham, and Taylorville on three consecutive days last week mm. in order to move up in our rankings. They're hosting Mount Zion tonight. Pretty good program there. The pride of Mike Goble. And then they're at Effingham later this week. Also met Muhammad parents. Also very nice. Good. Glad to hear two it. Two for Glad two. people are being nice to you. Yes. Our number seven team, so no I. change in the rankings this week, the Ridgeview Mustangs. Wow. Wow. Ridgeview is 18 and 1 beat Tri Point to extend its current win streak to 8 did the Mustangs, who, as uh, Ken Ingold said earlier tonight, have the number one seed in the upcoming upcoming Heart of Illinois County tournament. Uh, Ridgeview is at Hayworth tonight before facing Tri Valley later in the week. Our number six team, no change this week, Bismarck Henning, Rossville, Alvin, Blue Devils. <laughs> Blue Devils are 16-4. and four. They beat Westville last week to get back on the right track. They host Georgetown Ridge Farm tonight and are at Schlarman later in the week. Our number five team, no change in the ranking this week, the Villagrove Heritage Blue Devils. Wow. The Blue Devils are 14-3. and three. They beat Uni High last week in Urbana. They are at Saragorda Bement tonight and then host Chrisman before a game at Tri-County later in the week.
1: You know what Villagrove is really good at?
0: What's that? Dance. That's true. Yep. Fact,
1: hashtag facts. I see that on
0: Twitter quite a bit. Yeah. Our number four team this week, team that I just said will be facing Villagrove Heritage later in the week, the Tri-County Titans. Wow. Titans are down one spot this week, though it's not really by any fault of their own. They're at 15-5 on the season. Win streak at five after beating Centennial and Salt Fork last week. Tri-County is at Arcola tonight in Lincoln Prairie Conference play and then hosts Villagrove Heritage later in the week our number three team down two spots this week the st joseph ogden spartans wow spartans lost to olympia last week it appears olympia is a pretty good team because they've now beaten st joe and prairie central uh but st joe's 15 and 5 on the season they're at unity tonight trying to get a quality bounce back win before hosting the aforementioned prairie central hawks and then visiting mattoon later in the week
1: i've got some problems with you dropping
0: them i bet you do okay Our number two team, uh, up once. or I'm sorry, no move this week for the Prairie Central Hawks. Wow! The Hawks are 18-3. They beat El Paso, Gridley, and Monticello to bounce back from that second loss of the season to Olympia. Prairie Central is at Pontiac tonight in an an Illini Prairie Conference game, then at Leroy and St. Joseph Ogden later in the week. And our number one team is a new number one this season, up three spots to Sullivan Redskins. Wow! Sullivan is 14-4, and avenged a loss to Mount Zion earlier in the season. Good quality win there for the Redskins. That's what got them to number one. They are at Shelbyville tonight and at Clinton later in the week in a Central Illinois conference game.
9: I, I contemplate sometimes whenever I, I throw in some production mm-hmm. value, whether to tell you guys or not, but I had a feeling your reaction <laughs> would both be confused oh, yeah. and joyful. So we'll, we'll figure out which wow to use for for <laughs> which placement and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, the, the folks at Dick Van Dyke, they did a great New Year's commercial, and I just heard all those wows, <laughs> and I was like, you know, we've got a spot to use those. So so that's what I did. I'm certainly that, not going to be angry about it.
1: It's kind of like my reaction when I look at Colin's time. Top ten, both joyful wow. and confused.
0: <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> <More> just, <laughs> just like that. So just, like wow! Evan's always it's finding good, like... good little uh, things to put in, like random clips from me that I'm sure have appeared on Sports Talk over the past few months. <laughs> You want to jump into our boys' yeah, top ten, Jim? Yeah,
1: well, I was going to congratulate Sullivan. That's kind of yeah. an old-school pick. You yeah. Know, back in the day, they were uh, rocking and rolling. So good to see the Redskins back to number one. Yeah,
0: sure. McCain's team. I mean, mm-hmm. they. I, I'm trying to tell folks in the Associated Press voting poll, I put out some thoughts last night. Uh, uh, to the voting poll, I'm trying to tell them, you know, I think Sullivan is a rankable team in Class 2A because they play, not to diminish anybody else's schedule, they play a really tough schedule for a a small Class 2A team. They played Mount Zion twice already. That's a good team. They played Tutopolis. I mean, they they played Champaign-Central. They play a good schedule over there, so I think they deserve to be number one right now. All right, now.
1: let's get to the shakeup that is the boys' top ten.
0: Yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit more of a shakeup uh, caused by some losses at the top end of the top ten. But let's start at the bottom. Our number ten team, new to the rankings this week, the Judah Christian Tribe. Oh. Tribe is 14-4, and four, uh, two wins against Salt Fork, as we mentioned earlier. They uh, play DeLand Weldon tonight. Uh, they are the lone-ranked boys' team playing tonight. Then they host Villagrove Heritage later in the week.
1: Their photo gallery against Uni High last week, the third most viewed photo gallery nice. on musicazette.com. Congratulations to the many fans who clicked on that.
0: Very good. Our number nine team this week returning to the rankings after a week out, the Champaign-Central Maroons. Wow! Maroons are eight and nine. They overwhelmed a shorthanded Danville team last week. I saw that game. You can see the video highlights at our website. Uh, they visit Normal West this week in a Big 12 game.
1: Gus Razzo says, do not sleep on the Maroons when entirely healthy.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair, and they finally are. So. Okay. Our number eight team up one spot this week, the Paxton Buckley-Lota Panthers. Wow! Panthers are 12-2. They defeated Shelbyville to run their win streak to three games. Uh, making it four is going to be tough because they are at St. Joseph Ogden later this week, and that happens to be our number seven team, the St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. Wow! Spartans are ten and four. There's no change in their ranking this week. They defeated Williamsville last week. Uh, they were supposed to play at their own Christie Clinic uh, yeah. tournament, but that game got canceled because Farmington couldn't get down because of the weather. Uh, nonetheless, St. Joe is playing Paxton Buckley Lota tomorrow night.
1: Bummer, because I was uh, that's a great one-day event. Also lost, mm-hmm. lost a central game on Saturday, yeah. so uh, too bad for the weather. Maybe yep. next year.
0: Yep. Our number uh, six team, the Urbana Tigers wow they're down three spots this week uh, seven and eight on the season are the tigers they could not stop crispus addicts out of the indianapolis area saw that game live as well video highlights at news hyphen is trying to end its current skid lost three of their last four when they f- are at danville on tuesday
1: great highlights colin loved every second every fan should click on that and watch cool stuff
0: appreciate that jim our number f- uh, five team this week we had three of their athletes in studio tonight it's the centennial chargers Wow! Chargers are 9-6. and six. They're up one spot. Used their low-scoring prowess to knock off Washington last week. Neither team exceeded 40 points in that game, but that's how Centennial likes it. They were down 14-0 and they yep. came back and won. Unbelievable. Not, not worried. Good wow. defense. <laughs> Centennial gets back on the floor against normal community, and then there's that aforementioned game against Champaign Central on Friday that I will be in attendance at.
1: Search for Snapchat right now to follow the Chargers on their radio tour tonight. Good stuff.
0: Our number four team down three spots this week, the Danville Vikings. Wow! Vikings are 9-8. Their fortunes have uh, taken a turn for the worse with Tevin Smith out due to injury and Nathaniel Hoskins out with an illness. Uh, So Danville is trying desperately to get back on track while they get those guys healthy. The next chance is against Urbana on Tuesday. Our number three team up one spot this week, the Prairie Central Hawks. Wow! Hawks are 14-4. They defeated El Paso Gridley last week. Start a four-game homestand with Iroquois West on Tuesday. And our number two team, no change in the rankings this week, the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin-Blue Devils. Wow! Uh, Bismarck-Henning, 16-0, and defeated Milford and Oakwood to start the new calendar year. Bismarck hosts Armstrong-Potomac in its next game. And our number one team, I'm sure, will generate some some discussion, the Tuscola Warriors. Wow! Warriors are 14 and 0, up four spots this week. They defeated Clinton and Saro Gordobament on back-to-back days last week. Uh, the reason Tuscola jumped Bismarck Henning into our number one spot, we felt their schedule is a little stronger thus far. And uh, yeah, Tuscola pretty much dominating its schedule uh, despite it being a little tougher. Uh, next game for the Warriors is against Unity on Tuesday. Hmm,
1: I'd like to see Tuscola like plays centennial see
0: yeah, just what i would tell that would play out i would too i've said that before yeah because uh we've watched them play and beat up on uh you know schools their size i'm curious how they would fare mm. against uh against a bigger school well they it. play
1: each other in baseball i sure. think uh, maybe next year those schools should uh Make a date.
0: Make it happen. The It happens in girls' basketball a little more often. Like Tri-County played Centennial yeah. uh, last week. So, yeah, it happens a little more often, I think, in, in girls' basketball.
1: Good. You caught up with the Tuscola uh, uh, grab playing Oklahoma State football. Yeah, Hunter like Woodard,
0: uh, not, not starting yet, but the offensive yep. lineman definitely leaning that way. He's a redshirt freshman right now. I uh, asked him if he was still throwing in track and field because mm-hmm. he was a great discus and shot thrower. He said, no, nah, I'm just going to focus on my football.
1: Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing Colin at the Central Centennial game on Friday night. As the Chargers said today, they hope for a big crowd. Should
0: get a big crowd. Yeah. I can't imagine why they wouldn't at Combs, Jim.
1: Okay, well, look forward to Colin's coverage. There's a preview uh, in tomorrow's paper. Yep. Plenty more leading up to the big game on Friday night. Follow along all week long. Colin,
0: have a great week. You too, Jim.
9: That'll wrap this week's Dick Van Dyke Appliance World Prep Basketball Confidential. We're through the holidays. We don't have any women's or men's basketball coming up for the next few weeks, at least on Mondays, that is. So we'll be back here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champagne urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champagne urbana Brian Barnhart's all set up down at Papa Dells for the Coach Brad Underwood show. His first show as head coach of the Illini being ranked That came out today, so they'll talk about that week off for the Illini before they take on Northwestern on Saturday. We'll see what they have to say there. We'll talk to you later.